push start recording and then port. Brought to you by some guys on the internet. This is getting tabled. With your hosts Jason the Bruce. You guy! George the Yang. I hope you're all entertained by my inaptitude. Jason aka Major Socks. We've been doing this and talking about various stuff. One of the stuff. Now sit back, relax, and get tabled. Hello, future people, and welcome to episode 91 of Getting Tabled with your host, Major Socks. Hello, folks. We're missing Bruce tonight. So, uh, it's just me and George. How you doing, George? I'm doing fine. Yeah, Bruce is not here because apparently he turned 40, which is like, he thinks is a big deal. Yeah. Uh... No, 40 is not a big deal. 40 is like, oh, I slept wrong, and now I can't turn my head left. I hurt. I hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, been there, done Hoping. that. Uh, happy birthday, Bruce. Uh, if you uh, know, know where to find him or whatnot, uh, leave him a crude and mildly inappropriate birthday messages. I'd appreciate it. What, 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 we get what? Some, some, should we get some news? Well, go, go, you, there's one thing, one thing you want to talk about first. Newly received or noteworthy information. Especially about recent or important events. True. So, for those in... We've talked about uh, Company Heroes by Bad Crow Games. Um, the last few months, that's one of the Kickstarters I've kickstarted. Uh, unfortunately, uh, some sad news uh, was put out by Facebook as well as to the Kickstarter backers. Kiss, Chris Gabrielson, the leader and creator of... of Company of Heroes uh, passed away in Germany last weekend while he was at Essenspiel. Uh, don't know any of the details. We don't need to, uh, but it's just sad to hear uh, when game creators that are like this in any community area, uh, something like this happened to them. So best of wishes to best uh, BCG and the entire crew there as they figure out what to do. Right now, their plans are to try and finish out uh, their second Kickstarter, which is supposed to. Re- um, ship in june of next year however with the plans moving forward that may slip to the right a little bit and as a community i hope we understand i definitely understand yeah it's uh, it's, it's really terrible when you know such a uh, influential influential creative member of the gaming community um you know no different than a, a guy in charge of Cromwell games you know you know an yeah. unexpected passing and it leaves a void fortunately it sounds like you know this organization is like they've got a ground plan for, you know the groundwork from this guy you know they're able to keep moving forward but yeah it's it's truly a shock when like you know the creative lead is like he's not there to turn to anymore. Yeah. luckily luckily version two of this game has pretty much been done already it's just a matter of, of printing it all out uh making a few changes because the community actually helped change the, some of the stuff that they they changed it over to 2.0 and this game isn't very old i mean this game released yeah, i was gonna say it's uh two three two years, years ago yeah yeah and it, it, we're on version two already just because there's a few things that the community as as we were playing it found that we could have been changed and so the groundwork for version two is is most of the way done so i don't think this this uh this new team is a redevelop um, is going to have a hard time moving forward with getting version two out. Yeah, um, it's obviously them have their time as they bring him home and, and have the funeral arrangements and all that stuff. So unfortunately, yeah. it, it is very unfortunate when things like that happen. So, so uh, Bruce is not here to do this. So I am doing this and I have a bad problem with ADHD on websites. So <laughs> I apologize in advance for any, uh, illness I call from you. What cause from you watching me navigate webpage first on the list we have a uh, rubicon models uh some new vietnam minis at one one fifty six yeah um, that's a odd scale for miniatures is that the, the 
Yeah, that's that can't be right, is it? That's what it oh, says on the screen. Oh, oh, well, I, I'm thinking. I, I was thinking a one fifty sixth of an. Well, no, yeah, that's right. Uh, for some reason, I'm thinking like ten mil in my head. Um, which is also really odd because you know that's Australia, New England, you know, you know, like stuff like that. Like, what are they doing with? Wait, wait, where is Rubicon models? Are they where? Are they, where are they located? I'm not sure. Quick Google search. Rubicon. Right? Um, okay, they're the U.S. Wow. So, so that would explain why they're on one fifty six scale and not ten mil or twenty eight mil. So, oh, like. <laughs> Although 156 is considered 28 mil, so why not just put 28 mil on your website? Come on, Rubicon. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Games Workshop, um, everyone else. Like For some reason, yeah, they're on a mil scale and they use inches to measure with. Just do a mil scale for the size of your minis. Don't make me sit there and think like... Most most yes. gaming communities out here use mil scale anyways. But inches for measuring, which I still don't get. I, you know, but yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, we got some pretty nice uh, Australian and New Zealand Army Corps Anzac uh, miniatures for if you ever want to put together a Vietnam force for, um, I think Bolt Action might have a Vietnam force. I know they have World War II, uh, but I'm trying to remember if they have Vietnam stuff. But I'm sure that you can find games out there that go around with Vietnam era that you could use these models for. Um, they've got a couple of command squads. They've got a guy I, talking on his radio, calling in an artillery strike. What I'm shocked and appalled at is the fact that, you know, it's, you know, miniatures for a essentially a, you know, historical war gaming. And you don't know of a game that can be used in? Come on. Sorry. I know. I don't play the Vietnam that, era very much. That's like your primary responsibility. You're the historical I know, war, right? guy, war game guy <laughs> on this podcast. Get, I know, right? Get your crap together. Um, Sorry. Sorry, community. Uh. These these minis do look really good. Um, I, I I'm I'm not too up on the uh, the New Zealand and Australian look for Vietnam era. Uh, I I will say the uh, the upside down flower pot hats do sell it. Yes, so, yes they do. Uh, next on the list, uh, TT Combat. It's got some stuff. Uh, new uh, Carnivale stuff. Uh, these minis are just so. I just I don't know. The, the the one that's really caught my eye though is the uh, the Grease Lightning Squad where you got uh the dwarf oh yep the dwarf and the the little mechanized we're gonna we're gonna start with Mister Fister um essentially he's wearing two gigantic gauntlets and he looks like a flying beer uh oh on the back you you can see his butt so <laughs> uh next is uh Sonya Proudbeard so that is a female dwarf for those who are not a hundred percent certain female dwarves also have yes they do um I, I like how they've done the beard it's like you know like doing something with it instead of like you know it's just one plain you know bland color like you know yeah look at slayers from uh warhammer fantasy they all have orange hair why because they dyed their hair orange it's the thing so um this next one great play on words the first hair bend so he's got his little uh tartan kilt with a gigantic beard that's uh shaped it like a fist at the end yeah and of course he he does have some wonderful avatar ish uh mark uh let's see where's it grease light uh this one uh it's akin to uh some of those exo squad suits you know where they're like sitting in the middle and it's like they got the arms and legs, but they're completely exposed. Like, but this is wrestling, so none of it makes sense yeah. in the first place. So this fits right in no. just fine. Um, yeah, I love I love the punching bag with the the, the boxing gloves. Yeah, the the, me- the mechanized punching bag. Uh, let me bring that up. Yeah, yeah. that was that was pretty crazy. Uh, it looks like we got a a leg platform that you know you can jump off of, or 
It's part of the turnbuckle, I believe, is the terminology. See, Bruce isn't here to talk about the stuff, and this I know. Where's Bruce? This is the stuff he knows about. Um, it's like we got an oil, you... oil can guy. Oh, and there's a spotlight. So yeah, and then that appears, get in... appears to be that. And then we got some. Uh, oh, that's for Rumble Slam. Sorry, that's for Rumble Slam. Carnivale. We've got uh, some, oh yeah, some pretty uh, grotesque, monstery looking things. We got a pretty good looking werewolf. Um, I like it when people do werewolves that look like this. Yes. Uh like uh that that series that shall not be named that uh starred what's her face and robert pattinson yep the werewolves where it's just like it's just a giant dog that's terrible where when you have like underworld with um kate beckinsale those werewolves those yeah were, those were premium and that's that's the same look here you've got a very humanoid wolf yeah uh, the next here uh i can only describe as some sort of mutant zombie bat zori or whatever yeah zori? I, I would say zori yeah, yeah that's that's totally a mutant zombie bat um agreed uh i'm not gonna try to pronounce that name but it looks like uh well it looks like a a mermaid gone really bad yeah um and then we got a couple of sets here the drowning which uh looks like like more uh oh what's the word uh seafaring zombie thing yeah gotta remember slow down my clicking people are trying to look at the <laughs> yeah right <laughs> uh and then we have experimental plasma frankly i think that's a great name for anything experimental plasma uh first and foremost we're gonna look at this thing what is this it looks like things stitched together yeah i'm seeing like four bodies I, I, five I, bodies I've got this... that have been I've got the second image up, and it looks like two bodies were stitched together to make one mouth with two eyes. But then there's another face over here, and then there's, like, I don't know how many legs, but then there's, like, human legs and arms coming down by the feet there. But then there's, like, another arm coming out. like, And, and, and a mermaid tail of some sort. Yeah, it's just... It's it's all over the place. Like, Louis, did you guys just, like, put, like, four molds together and just be like, this? This looks good. <laughs> we're going... We're going to call it experimental. <laughs> uh, then we have a very um, Dr. Frankenstein meets steampunk look with the iron mask. And I can only assume like blood tendrils coming out and turning into lightning tendrils. I don't know. Yeah. it's um, Oh, th this guy's pretty harmless because uh, he doesn't have any arms. Um Maybe, oh, maybe they're on the uh, the experimental plasma thing. Yeah, they got sewn into the other <laughs> guy, and the doctor here is the one that did it. So we got a doctor. Yeah, we got a we got a bone saw doctor here with the uh, the stereotypical uh, white uh, tunic with a leather vest smeared in blood. That's a uh, that's very Civil War era esque. Like, yep. Why do these people keep dying? Because you keep infecting them with the blood from this guy that was you know gangrenous. I'm yeah. Um. Again, really cool looking stuff. Uh. Next. Uh. You know, more TT combat because they can't stop releasing scenery. Um. But it looks like a uh, couple, a couple little different things here. Uh. We're gonna start with the the Rosette Avenue, and it looks like uh. Well, it just, it just looks like simple little shop building. Yeah. Um, For twenty eight to thirty two mil games. So I mean, Wild Wild West could work with this. Um. Well, it's simple and basic enough and generic enough. You know, it could be, you know, anything 20 mil. You could use it in, like, right. a, ba a backwater town for Infinity. You could use it for, uh, uh, what's that? Small country. Well, no, it's that game company that you uh, you follow and you're really obsessed with. Um, they do fantasy and sci-fi. Um, oh, Games Workshop. Uh, yeah, that one. Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> uh, but look at the stuff. Um, 
literally, these literally look like the size of tiny houses. Like quite they literally. Do. Like you know, I, I don't know if you've seen any of these uh, shed shed home videos or whatnot, or like the little yep the, the mini homes and stuff. That that is literally the scale of these. It looks like you know you got enough room for like you know a very Spartan you know with like a sleeping lot. Yeah, um, and and that seems to be the the whole generalized theme you know for for this little box set here, which is thirty two mm-hmm. pounds, which you know. Right now, with current exchange rates, you know, you're looking at 35, you know, barely touching 40 bucks, which I also think this is a great, you know, for, for this scale, too. Because if you think about it right now, the homes that we have right now for, you know, a lot of areas, that's we're, we're still very opulent, you know, yeah. very large homes. Like, you know, take your house. It's probably, you know, massive compared to, like, an average UK house. I'm yeah. Say, I'm saying average, not like, you know, lords with, like, you know, acreages and, you know, stuff like that. I'm talking, like, normal people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, next and then up, they have an orc outpost. What something orc in Orktober? Yeah, right. It's like it's a thing. Um, this is just really great, like rough, rugged, like you know, just rugged terrain. Tense. Yeah. <laughs> um, of course there are orc faces on it. You know, it does look like that's optional. It doesn't look like that's uh for structural integrity. There for decorative. You could opt to yep. not put those on and just make it look more generic. I don't know why yep. you would, but um, <clears throat> I like the little tower. Yeah. I do too. And then a very generic cobbled set of stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, bunch of other stuff. Uh, looks like this is all stuff we've seen previously, like the dockyard crane. And, yep. Yeah. So that's all. That's all good and well there. Um, I think I like the uh, the Rosa Avenue more just because it's it's a better like scatter terrain option that's not very specific to anyone. Yeah. There. Yeah, I agree. Um, that being said, the orc stuff still looks really good. Um, if you're it into, does. if you're into that sort of thing. Um, yeah, orcs. I'm gonna get hate for that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's see here. I, okay, that's fine. Uh, next on the list, Mantic Games is possibly a leak of a new two-player starter set. For Kings of War. And and first and foremost, um, the models on the right are just like, it looks like more undead stuff. Uh, the stuff on the left, just from what I can see in this photo, looks brilliant. Yeah, they... I mean, here here I was just given like orcs crap in October and everything, and then I'm like, these look good. <laughs> yeah, they do. And and they're painted half half red, half blue on their heads. And so it's kind of a cool paint scheme. They're war paint or whatever, if it is war paint. I, I would have opted to do one part red and one part blue. And then you could like just like put them against each other. And then you'd have red versus blue. Yeah, that'd be good. I'm funny. But I like these, these this uh, skeleton cavalry kind of look cool with their undead horses. I mean, don't get me wrong. They look good. It just says undead is one of those things where it's like undead is undead is undead. You take something, you get the general shape of it, you remove its skin, you remove its flesh, you remove its muscle, and you just leave it skeleton. You bones. There. You know, in this case, they've got some shielding, some barding, stuff like that. You know, I mean, they look good, but I mean, it's skeletons. You know, yeah, skeletons have been part of the gaming genre for years upon years. Long time. Um, I, I'm fairly certain if if you look at you know when you start getting to the fantasy aspect of you know miniature gaming, one of the first you know armies that was not good or heroes was a form of skeleton or undead. Um, it, it, it takes something impressive to get me excited about undead um but the those orky looking guys they the especially with the, the bottom tusk sticking up on the 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 general mm-hmm. like you can actually see those like yeah um anyway so so next on the list uh actually the the one company that socks is kind of like me about oh um, we got more warhammer, warhammer. uh we got uh new uh uh 
Arcadia Stan, which, you know, their planet blew up, so they're really mad about things, right? Did I get that lore right, folks? Uh, don't angry, get angry at me in the comments. Um, but we got a uh, box set here for uh, specifically Arcadia uh, you know, uh, I gotta stop scrolling like that. People are gonna get seized. Uh, <laughs> so we got some of the, uh, the, the, the basic troops here. Uh, I, am gonna totally disagree with this, uh, radio guy here. Do you know why? Nope. Cause he's standing up and doesn't have a giant hole in his head and his radio's intact. Yeah, that's true. Look at every war movie out there. Uh, Saving Private Ryan, like, get on the radio, flips guy open, you know, the guy's face is gone. You know, that's a, that's the life of being a radio man in the military. Yeah. Uh, good old flamethrowers. Oh, that guy's running with a grenade. That's not going to end well. What happens when you run with a grenade? You trip and you, you fall and, you... and it goes off in front of you. No. <laughs> yeah. Generally, yes. Um. Pretty good looking minis. Uh, I, I if I rem I, I'm not too up on my guard, but I think I think this is uh, one of the groups that was uh, due for some upgrades. Um, oh hey, we got another radio operator here with a bigger antenna. That means yeah, he's that's... a bigger target. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, sergeant with a power fist, and of course a uh, the guy with the worst job ever. Let me walk Don't around. With, let me walk around with this giant flag that's twice my size and makes me three times taller that no one can see me or or see the enemy from from a far distance and then just rain <laughs> artillery on top of you because you're gonna be holding this thing above Look, when you're on the ground there's a giant flag launch all the artillery there i i understand the concept you know the heraldry and stuff like that back in the day and stuff like that but this has no place even in 40k i'm sorry that's i think giant standards like that are just no like i i've got you the i've got the one dude for my space wolves with the flag do you know how many times he's seen the battlefield? Do you know why? It's dumb. The same reason why my space wolves look, you know, gray and, you know, almost black because their armor's dirty, not clean. I, I don't want to go to the point that if if you're if you're playing against this army, you get a bonus to hit because of the standard there. <laughs> I like that. Uh, speaking of artillery, uh, hey, look, we got some artillery too, Sock. Yeah, I know. I saw that down below. Um, the, the one in the middle is, is uh, very actually... Um, realistic compared to what we actually have for artillery in the current modern era. The other one is a las gun. Sorry, folks, we don't have las gun. Um, and the other one you don't quite see like that. You typically see those uh, mounted up on the back of uh, Toyota Helixes by uh, insurgents. But the Germans had stuff like that called Nebelwerfers. That was a rocket, a six-round rocket battery uh, that they used back in World War II. It was a single casing of six shots, but they wheeled around and. In a battery, so so they pretty much put. You know that, but you don't. I do know, know that, but you don't know what game you can use Vietnam miniatures. Sorry, no. <laughs> Shame. Um, these like oh hey, we got more uh, chicken walkers. Yep. Now, if I remember correctly, I, uh, Commissar Yark is now gone. I don't know if I'd want to be walking around one without uh, armor around my pilot. Uh, well, it, it goes area. it goes back to the whole thing, like the Sisters of Battles, you know, where it's like the the are in the exoskeleton like this, and they're like, and their torso is completely exposed. Like, I know how to stop that unit. Um, and I've been, I've been seeing a lot of this, and I'm not up on the lore. Uh, I'm not a huge lore buff. Uh, but I believe Commissar Yark is gone. And so here is our new Commissar, because we no longer have Commissar Yark. Um, I should probably read up onto what happened to Commissar Yark. Come on, you know who Commissar Yark is. Uh, yeah. He was the Commissar. Scrolling down, I figured he was a Commissar. But scrolling down, we got some machine guns. We got some uh, rocket launcher. So, some very akin. Mortar. With, with the exception of the last gun, um, we pretty much we pretty much all, you know, we have, you know, equivalents of that. Yes. Um, except for a Mark 19 oh. grenade launcher. I don't see one of those on here. True. And, and normally the bazooka wasn't on a bipod. It was mounted on your shoulder. Uh, what? Right after the last gun. Oh. 
Um, you could argue that that's like a a, a javelin or something like that. I know it's still the javelin. I, I know I, still the... I know javelins can be shoulder mounted. <laughs> yes. But um, it's the one that has the the wire. Those are much better when they're on the tripod because then you can steer them more accurately. That is true. So, um, no, but as I was saying, Commissar Yark, he was a commissar like the dude up there, but he had an orc power claw for a hand because mm. he was that badass. He, he took down an orc in combat and took his power claw. Cause, gotcha. Yeah. Um, next, uh, we got some kill team for uh, 40k. Oh, hey, more Imperial Guard troops. Yeah. Uh, Saying, look, we just got the new army for kill team from the last army. So, so actually, if 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 you were to uh, if if those are the regular ones we just looked at, these look more of the uh, the special 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 ops guys that they got a little more armor, they got the fancy backpacks. They're all wearing helmets that cover their face. I, I'm sorry, Imperial Guard, 41st millennia, and you're walking around with open face helmets. Look at your space marine. Come on. <laughs> uh, I mean, again, you know, great looking minis. I mean, it, it is what Games Workshop do. Uh, oh, we've got some Necron. Um, ooh, I like the little bug on the uh, pole. Here. Mm-hmm. Times are tough. He had, he had to go get on the pole. What? No. No? No. No. Anyway. Uh, looks got like a little I was gonna say, saw mech. And, and a little uh, turreted uh, bolt gun. Uh, yep. Does that terrain come with the box set? If so, that's pretty cool. Uh-huh. Because that uh, that's a perfect little zone mortalis type you know, terrain to whip out for like little small, like skirmishings, like kill team. I mean, it's, it's probably why they've designed it the way they have, but yeah, little, little things of terrain like that, where it's like, you get all of that and it's like, it's designed for this size and it's there and work, I think is, is, is really awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know. Ne- Necrons or guards, which one are you picking their socks? Uh, probably the guard. Necrons. Cause they're, yeah. They're, they're, they're space skeletons made out of metal. Yeah, fair enough. And then finally, uh, some Sigmar-ish stuff with uh, a Chaos Lord on a Chaos Mount. Um, oh god, what are those things called? Uh, Blood Crusher, yes. Um, those are probably some of the coolest looking things because they're like, um, oh, what was the metal bull thing from Greek mythology that they put uh, people in and cooked them alive? I guess, um, I guess it wasn't mythology. I guess they actually did do that. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what you're talking about. I know it's, I've, but, but it, I remember it, them. But, but I it, can't it, think of it. It's like that with like chaos, you know, armor on and stuff like that. Um, I always thought those were one of the coolest things. Um, and that's, I, I had one of the first ones of these where it was just made out of all pewter. And like if you got mad at someone and chucked at their head, you could give them a concussion and possibly kill them. So uh, I, I think this is a great improvement on that because, you know, you know, rage players can't, you know, harm their opponents with it. And also you get a better sculpt because it's out of the plastic instead of, you know, 33 pounds of pewter. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Hey, scroll down. That's the original one right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So obviously uh, way better dynamic posing, um, much more uh, an animated uh, writer versus yeah. that. Um, but then again, like I said, that was a solid chunk of pewter. That's crazy. Yeah, that was also the kind of thing where if that got loose in your army box, your army was toked. I'm sure. So, uh, next, we've got some pre-painted terrain because we all like pre-painted stuff because we all have piles of shame. Yes, we do. Uh, zoom in on And these actually look pretty good. These look damn good. Like, for terrain, I'm gonna say this looks better than the time and effort I would put it on terrain. Unless it's for a display board where I'm actually going for, you know, painting competition, which I haven't done. Um... This looks way good. Uh, so, yeah, some, some rocks that have been painted up. They've got some moss 
lichen type stuff on them, some arches, big and small, uh, a couple of tower type small little mounds. I mean, they're pretty good overall. Some larger mounds. I wonder how big that mat is they're showing that on. I wonder if that's a two by two they're showing. Yeah, I was wondering that myself. Um, I mean, I could see saying that, I could see that being four by four because those things would be huge. So they're saying that the large tall rock is eight and a half by eight and a half inches square and seven and a half inches high. Okay, the that's wider huge. one. Yeah, so where'd my tape measure go? Dang it. Um, the wider one is ten and a half inches by nine inches by six inches wide. And so these are pretty good size. So, so maybe that is at least a three by three. Those are that's huge. Yeah. So the large rock, large arcs are eight and a half inches wide by four by four. So, so you said eight. That's close to a three foot by three foot mat they're showing. I would agree. Those are huge. How much are they? Well, uh, hold on, I'm still going through. 139 pounds. I'm still going through photos. Euros. 139 euros. Okay, so Which, $165. So, I mean, you are getting what you pay for there. Um, the, I mean, that that's pretty close to, I'd call that a half to third. of, of Especially with these. Yeah. And these are resin, too. These are resin models. Not, so they're, they're pretty hefty. Yeah, but I guess... I mean, it is on the pricier side, but I mean, you know, it, if that is a three by three mat, uh, I mean, that's easily at least a good half of the terrain you would need for a board. Um, the other benefit is, pre mm -hmm. I don't know if I'd spend that much on them, but I know someone out there would and would appreciate the fact of getting good looking terrain like that, that they just open the box, pull it out, and it's ready to go. They don't have to uh, glue, prime, or paint. Yep, agree. Um, next, we have a little video. We're obviously not going to show all of the video because that's naughty. Um, but... Last week, we launched the uh, feedback at armypainter.com. More speed paint is the just... Yes. Uh, there, there's Coming really, from Armory Painter. There's really not much to show in the video because they just sit there and talk about it, but it's speed paint. There's more speed paint and more speed paint. And that's all they talk about. They actually really don't talk about cover anything because they said we can't talk about it. So huge teaser. Um, but I, th I think it's kind of interesting that that much of the community is jumped on, on, on board with the whole speed paint. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's getting more and more prevalent in, in the... Uh... Let's say I mean Paint. we got Games Workshop. They they kind of really just started it, right? And they they're already on their second launch with new colors. Um, yeah, they are. Army Painter jumped on board. Now apparently they're adding more. Uh, Vallejo just finally released their version of Speed Paint. Um, there's the stuff that we thought was Speed Paint from Scale seventy five that turned out not to be Speed Paint from Scale seventy five. Um, I'm just trying to think of what other major paint. I think we named the major three. Well, yeah, I, I'm just wondering if there's anyone else out there that's that's jumped on the. I haven't like. I haven't looked at Green Stuff World in the longest time after their little. And I don't know. If I don't know if Tamaya is doing anything with speed paints yet. Uh, I don't think they would. Just be, their their market is more. Their market. The model way, cars. Yeah, their market's way different. So. I agree. I agree. I don't so know I don't if they know would if jump on that. Anything from them. Um, so I'm sure more uh, information will uh, come of the uh, the speed paint uh, from Army Painter. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I I'm still not a hundred percent on board with the speed paint. Um, there's something about like just learning and anyway, and I get it too. If you're just getting into the hobby and you don't know what you're doing, and from what everyone has shown. Speed painting is a great way to paint your arm and get to look good and get on the tabletop without having to learn a lot of stuff. But yes. I'm also like, you know, don't get frustrated. Don't worry about, you know, what the trolls that are jerks say. Just sit down, paint, 
and get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I know it sounds like, well, I really suck at it. You know, I can't get that good. You will. You you just have to be patient. Be patient with yourself. Realize that you're you're learning, and, and you will get there. You know. Yeah. If I were to pull out the stuff, you know, from that I did, uh, God, almost the 20, beginning, uh, twenty years ago now. Yeah. Um, right. Oh my God! Like even my crappy like let me whip this out real quick is ten times better than that. So, but yeah, it's really interesting to see how much of the market, how much of these, you know, the big manufacturers like let's let's really expand on this uh, speed paint market. So, and then finally, um, again, uh, one of Bruce's uh, favorite things to talk about. He's not here to talk about it. Uh, Malifo Weird is releasing more Malifo stuff, uh, and it's based on Dia de los Muertos. Which, uh, from what I've seen, yes, for for those who don't um, speak Speak Spanish, Espanol, Espanol. Okay. No. Um, so, so based on what little I know about Malifo, which is nothing, all I know is is that Bruce has said these models are ridiculously hard to put together, and they look ridiculously good. I think the like diving into the whole Dia de los Muertos like theme, I think is absolutely brilliant. Like the sugar skulls, all that motif. I mean, yeah. that is some of the best things about you know the Mexican culture um, that has become so mainstream. Uh, mm-hmm. Just you know the flamboyant hat. The, the the colors, the yeah, colorful the, costumes, the, the, the bright, vibrant colors, just the designs, and like just getting out there, and, and it's just I think it looks so great. Um, do we have? I need to stop doing this. People are gonna get. Say Unfortunately, like, I didn't see any actual models. I just saw their upcoming releases. Yeah, for stuff. It'd, oh. be, it'd be awesome to see some of these. Okay, I clicked on the uh, the smaller box, and it did pull up oh, an alternate you... image, and it showed uh, it shows the models Ooh. on the back. So. What about the big box? Yep, the big box does, has it too. Ooh, those look kind of cool. So I, I'm still in the small box, and I've zoomed in on the uh, the specifically the model on the horse. Yeah, the that rider with him. So great and dynamic look. Yes, like the the the, ho- the horse pose is a little static, but then you get the rider on top with his hat blown off, and he's going behind him like that, shooting like uh, such a great pose. And it, you know, you can see some of the the sugar skull detail. You know, like uh-huh. it's not something you're gonna have to freehand on like they've given you some guides to paint yeah i'd almost the way the riders pose it almost looks like the the horse should be galloping instead of just the the little trot or whatever they've got him posed as yeah yeah for sure yeah he needs to be on like like one or two feet touch of the ground and the other one like the the one uh the front right uh foot that needs to like pulled and tucked up behind like this like he's at full gallop um yeah otherwise it looks pretty cool it does look pretty cool so let's click on this bigger box oh 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 the dudes with the coffins yeah that's what i was gonna say that's what i saw too at first the guy surfing on a coffin it looks like yeah the the far right one totally he's totally surfing it uh the one in the middle he's just running with his cough um uh, the other one almost looks like he's trying to pull the, his coffin up out of the ground or something. I don't know, or use it as cover or something. I was going to say, it looks but. like he's using it as cover, yeah. Um, uh, Santa Muerta, the counts as the judge. That, that is a gorgeous look. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Uh, Lady Justice. Uh, let's see if I can get her pulled up close. Uh, you could kind of see it on the side of the box. Look at the detail on her hat. Oh, yeah. That's insane detailing. That is really cool. You you paint that right, and it'll look good. You paint that terribly, and it'll probably still look really good. You're right. Um, and it looks like a lot of this other Malfo stuff is stuff that Bruce has already gushed about in the past. So, yep. we'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll uh, poke fun at Bruce when he gets back of like, dude, you weren't here to talk about Dia de los Muertos. What's wrong? Shame on you. <laughs> Shame on you. Dream um... blue. Trying paint. 
So, Socks, I see a uh, Amazon box sitting on your table behind you. Is there something good in there that you're not telling us about? Well, it's... Hang on. Oh, there is something in there. Sweet! <laughs> so... <gasps> Ooh... My family loves Catan, and we homeschool our kids, and so we got this version of Catan, kind of, kind of use it as a history, um, Catan Settlers of America, so oh. this is what, oh, so it's a map, wow. of U- map of the U.S., and so the board will, won't really change much other than possibly the counters, the number of counters themselves. Um, I haven't played this version before. I've seen it, though. This is one of their Christmas presents, so, um, but yes. Uh, I'm gonna make sure that I send this to them all, like you know, links to this. No, <laughs> no don't you dare. <laughs> Anyways, hobby wise, um, still trying to clean up around the neighborhood. There wasn't a lot of debris from the, the hurricane, but I mean, some trees were down up up the street a little while, uh, a ways. But obviously, trying to help others uh, in the area. Some of my coworkers had some stuff falling down, so I've been trying to help them out as well. So I haven't really been doing much. Uh, hopefully, next week I can get some in um, because the following week I will be gone for the next recording because we'll be doing a big Disney World trip uh, as a family. So we're the kids are excited. That's all I can say. I mean, so. that, that's fair. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you, you know, like, if, if 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 it wasn't Florida... Actually, I guess this time of year probably isn't too bad in Florida. No, it's not bad right now. Um, I, I've been to land. I wouldn't mind going to world, so... Um, not much going on the uh, the hobby side of things for my, myself either. Um, last weekend, I, uh, I regrouted my kitchen because I did a terrible job when I put that kitchen floor in. So, oh, man, that stinks. Two years later, I regrouted it. But I know a little more now, so hopefully... I'm That's not good. Do, I'm not doing this again in two years. Um, and then the mix of uh, cruising around on Facebook, I found a uh, League of Votan, one of the uh, the generals, mm-hmm. but someone had put Gotrick's head on it. So we have, you know, Gotrick the Slayer, you know, like the big, huge plumage. It looks really good, and I've got a bunch of Fire Slayers, so I hope I have a bunch of extra heads that I might be able to slap onto uh, Votan when I get to have, like, you know, more dwarfish-like heads. But yeah. in the meantime, while talking about that, um, I posted the picture, and uh, Ben... Uh, who does the, the Bushido stuff with uh, Bruce, uh, yep. was slightly confused, and he thought it was uh, this guy, which I completely forgot existed, and I had a gift voucher from my new uh, uh, Year of Warhammer Plus subscription. So I o- ordered Ooh, nice. the White Dwarf. And I was super excited to find out that he's plastic, not resin. Oh, that's really so, even better. Yeah, because the... I mean, as good as Games Workshop models are and everything, that fine cast stuff is absolute garbage. Like, it is... I, 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 would, I would probably, you know, like... Just send me the Mold Games Workshop, and I'll just cast it myself. Like, just let me take care of it. You guys suck. Um, and then Dog Show this weekend, so crazy busy with that. I was at that all day, and, like, I got home 40 minutes before recording. Um, but driving back and forth, so grand total of 80 miles today, I got to thinking. I got that um, all-clad paint, you know, that does the chrome and shiny gold stuff and everything. Oh, right? yep. The base yep. coat for that, you know, the primer, is glossy black. Oh, nice. What's the one thing those color shift paints want as the base coat? Glossy black. Which all the other... Uh, or white. Or Well, a couple of them do want white, yes. Dep- depending on what depending on what, you, what shift you have. Yeah, so a majority of those are, you know, they want a gloss, back ba- gloss black base. I can talk good. So... Uh, I pro- I'm probably just gonna pl- not even bother gonna try to strip it because it was all airbrushed on, so it's it's good even and thin. But I'm probably gonna take some of that gloss black because all the gloss black I've used in the past I've had to make, so it's not been like the best. I'm probably gonna go mm-hmm. through repaint my Shaltari Dreadnought with the oh uh, where's it at? That's the frost, the cobalt blue color shift 
for uh, Green Stuff. Oh, Rome, nice. Uh, which was my initial, like, I got the Cobalt Blue to do Color Shift Shaltari after, like, I got tired of the old paint on there. So I'm going to try that gloss black with the uh, the Cobalt Blue to see how that color shift looks. And if that looks right, uh, I may have finally found the uh, what I'm going to do for my Shaltari army and get uh, paint back on those. Where and only nice. paint, still only paint the top half the dot. No, yes. you got to do the underside, too. You come over here and make me do it. <laughs> if I get stationed up there in, uh, up in the frozen wasteland of Wyoming, then I'll come over hey, and make you do hey, it. Hey, all you have to do is worry about the wind hurting your face. You don't have to worry about hurricane. I know, right? <laughs> so, um, lots of hobby thinking. Um, I... I ordered a big thing of a uh, plastic glue. I, I really like plastic glue versus CA glue. Um, and so I was like, and I, I, I noticed that the, the one I had from Games Workshop was um, empty. I don't know if it's, it's set or whatnot. I don't think that stuff can set. Um, but I ordered, how big is that bottle? It is a, oh, come on, to size it. There it is. Oh, of course, it's just out of, it's just out of the, the view. Uh, where is that at? Uh, a two fluid ounce bottle for $12. Mm, that's not bad. So that's a huge bottle. If you think about it. It is. <laughs> so, because uh, I want to say the Games Workshop one is like half an ounce and it's the same price. So, um, that's been it for my hobby. Oh, hey, I'm still on this. I need to switch to this. I don't do this <laughs> video stuff that all... Well, okay, so this is my first time doing it, so don't hate. Um, let's get to some of that nope. game talk. Talk nerdy to me. So, back, um, a few years ago when we first started this podcast, um... You were not in this country. You were at an undisclosed location in a five-star tent. And you took some of your... Not five-star. Oh, come but on. But anyways. <laughs> Compared to the tent I would have been in, it was five-star. Okay, okay. But yes, but you're right. I brought some of my gaming stuff you, with me. You, t- you took some of your drop fleet on one of your deployments. I did. I took drop fleet and I took uh, Armada with me. And then I had some board games with me as well. Um, but mind you, he was he's an officer in the Air Force, so he gets a little more leeway on what, like, how much. Well, and and not just that, it was actually a, a I, 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 it was a technically a move to that base. I wasn't deployed on deploy on a deployment order. I physically was stationed on that base uh, for the year that I was out there. So I was, yeah, I, George is right. I was allotted some some weight baggage to to bring with me. I could, and I just had to bring some board games along with my stuff, my clothes, and bedding and stuff like that. So. so. But yeah, it's it's an interesting thing to bring up because, you know, if you think about a lot of people, you know, like, okay, so, I'll, you know, a couple hundred people like every few months will load up their army, they'll get on a train, car, whatever, and they'll go to a big tournament. But they're there to do that one specific thing, right? Like, that's all they're there to yep. do. So, in the cases of like, you know, <clears throat> you went to the other side of the world serving the country and whatnot, and you're, you're essentially living there, so... You weren't yes. like, all day, every day, eating, breathing, you know, like, you know, you had downtime. You had, you know, wreck time so that you didn't go stir crazy. And you Correct. opted to take something with you to help, you know, relax your brain. Pass the time. Pass the time, yeah. exactly like that. Uh, in, your, in your position, you could also, you know, argue, you know, morale and team building by giving, you know, your underlings something constructive to do instead of dr- seeing how much they can drink yeah that's or how much how much movies they can stream on hulu or take pick your streaming device or you and... know finding uh spiders and scorpions and having them fight to the death that, that too that yeah it's not a joke that happened um so it, it, I, I think it's an important thing to, to talk about and consider because, you know, as, as more and more people go remote and then more and more people have to travel, 
sometimes. I, I, I think, you know, what you've got how many kids now? Five? Five. 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 Um, I, I'm sure you go visit family and stuff like that. You know, you need to take we some, do. you got to take something for them to do. Yeah. And we'll also go camping sometimes. And so we have um, small car game sets and stuff like right. that. But we also found, my wife and I found many years ago, I don't know if they sell them anymore. You could probably find them on eBay or possibly even Amazon, but it's a red case about yay's big and it's Monopoly that is a travel size Monopoly. The board folds okay. up into itself. No, Monopoly's not a game. All it does is create strife in the family and ther- you're right. therapy bills in the future. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, so, no, you're right. Um, but you can try, you can find those type of travel games. I mean, yeah. you can oh, find traveler size yeah. Southern Catan out there and stuff like that, that um, well, are great for trips like you were just talking about. But, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, as as much as gaming is becoming more and more, like, as a cultural norm. I mean, look at how gaming is now at our age. You know, what, your, your latest 30s, right? I'll be 40 next year myself, so. I'm right behind you, Bruce. So, late 40s. Don't, don't argue late with your... Late 30s. Don't argue with your elder. <laughs> <laughs> um, but gaming is so much more now... Oh, yes. ...than when I was, you know, so, prime example, like, you know... They have board gaming clubs in high school. Yes, absolutely. When I was in we, high school, in our... we went and hit in a quarter while, like, you know, and played these games while people went and did other things, and we went and hid so that we didn't have to be mocked and ridiculed. Now they have open clubs about this. So, yes. Um, I think portability, travelability uh, of, of stuff is is important. You know, in your case, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure you dropped fleeing drop zone. You probably limited on what you took, right? You know, you didn't take everything. You only probably took like no, I didn't take everything. I took pretty much a little bit more than a uh, not about probably about a standard size army for each a thousand points roughly, right? About a thousand points, yeah. yeah. Ish. So, and drop fleet drop zone. I mean, that's pre- pretty decent size. I mean, we're talking like what six cruisers and you know handful of frigates. Uh, frigates. Uh, I brought my battleships for both armies. Yeah, so, so yeah, I mean, a couple of battle cruisers. That that that's fairly reasonable. You know, I mean, Catan. That is a that is a highly portable game. I mean, oh yeah. If you look at the size of it versus like other games, I mean, Catan tiny box. Um, like Massive Darkness two. Like I could fit for. Catan boxes in that, and that's just the core. Uh, I'm just looking over here at my shelf. Uh, card games, you know. I mean, I, I, I think I, I think I lost my train of thought. I, I, I think <laughs> gaming has gotten to the point to where it's become so mainstream that there's so many different things, and I, I think portability is such an important thing. Um, there's a guy you may have heard of him. He was on a uh, sci-fi TV show. Uh, he does audiobooks. Um, he, he did some YouTube stuff and everything. Uh, I, I'm sure his name rings a bell. Will we? Yep. Yep. Um, he had a you know a game where he would sit down and, or uh, a YouTube channel where he'd sit down and talk about games and show yep. how the games were played. One of them was Love Letter, and literally he said, you know, this is the kind of game where you can break it out of your pocket and play it while standing in line for something, which is legitimately true because it's like what thirteen cards and like little tokens. Yeah, something like that. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it's smaller than a phone. Um. And you got, you know, like, uh, one, one of my favorite games, uh, Epic Spell Wars of the ba- Battle Wizards Duel at Mount Skullfire. It, it's it's a deck of cards about like that. And that's how you, you know, there's a couple decks, you know. It takes up, like, a normal card table. It's not, you know, yeah. it's not like Cthulhu Death May Die where it's like, you got to have a three foot by five foot table uh, for four people to sit around it and play the game, you know. Uh, yeah. It's not, oh boy, uh, was it, uh, Massive Darkness, where it's like you have, you know, a whole bunch of tiles like this big square and it's like sprawling and taking up space. Um, yeah. But then again, you know, it's like, what kind of traveling? You know, you're talking about camping and you're talking about bringing, you know, 
the game that shall not be named, you know, Travel Edition. Yeah. The, 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 one, so, the one advantage I can see about, you know, Monopoly Travel Edition, it's that easier throughout the window. Possibly, yes. <laughs> In your case. But yeah, there's there's other ones that we have. I mean, I don't know if you've heard of Left, Right, Center. Um, it, that's a simple dice and uh, little poker chips type game where you roll dice and based on the dice you, you're passing these little poker chips around the, around the, the players on the table or into the center um, we also have uh, another game called stack where you have 14 dice each of of one color so i'll have one color of dice d6 dice and you everybody has their own set of dice of one color and you roll them and you're just stacking them based yeah. on the point values that the dice have and so there, there's a lot of games out there these days like you said a lot more than when we were in high school, that a lot has a lot more travel capabilities than um, well, I mean, and whatnot. It, it, it's not just like you know, like travelability, but just like size and complexity. I mean, arguably, Love Letter is probably one of the best strategy games out there. That's next to nothing. I mean, how much is a copy of that? Uh, I can look that up now that I'm showing my browser. Uh, what is it, Love Letter? Yeah, it is a whopping twelve dollars and eighty-five cents from Amazon. Hey, socks. How many games can yeah. you name that uh cost twelve bucks? Besides this one, there's not a lot out there. Right. Yeah. Um. One of my other favorite games, the Dresden uh, 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 card game. Um. The expansion packs are twelve bucks. You can't play a game with the expansion pack. You still have to get the core. Um. Yeah. You know, and, and that's why those uh those quick easy travel games. Uh. Even the Forbidden series, like you know, it's a small tin. You know, no bigger than uh yeah. Uh, I, I'm thinking like you know what, uh, eight inches by five inches by three inches. I mean that's that's super easy to throw into a bag or something like that. Yeah, that's a good size. Yeah, you know, and you get somewhere. You need something the size of a card table. You know, and mm-hmm. yeah, as much as like you know, the destination is like you know where you're there to do things. I think also slowing down, taking it, you know, just spending time with family, not at home, relaxing. You know. And obviously, in the case of your family, you know, where, you know, you're a huge gamer, so gaming is a huge thing for your family. I, I think uh, yeah. travelability of games uh, these days are very important. Now, that's not saying, like, you know, wh- what's your favorite game? Uh, Twilight Imperium? Yes. Where you need a 8-foot by 12-foot table and three months to play? Pretty it. much. Yeah, pretty much. You know, yeah, that one's like, you're not going to travel around with you're that You're not one. traveling with that. But, you know, the case of, you know, you go to, like, say... Virginia Beach, cat is digging into my uh, blind. Um, you go to you go to Virginia Beach at a Verbo where it's like you know little guest house. It runs you like five hundred bucks for the weekend. You know, yeah. a couple of these little games. You know, it's like you play it before dinner, play it after dinner, play it before bed. You know, it's like you're not going to be doing stuff all day all the time. Sure, you're going to go check out whatever thing during the day, normal business hour. Then you can yep. come back and relax. Yep. And, and a good uh, fun travel, you know, board game, you know, for the, in your case, for the family, for, you know, a group of friends or whatever, you know, di- different, you know, um, uh, what's the, the genres and likes, you know, I, I, I think, I think traveling with games is, uh, is, is going to become more and more of a thing. Ascent. Um, I don't know if you've seen these. Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe for Company of Heroes, like these inserts, yeah, where it's like an MDF insert you get, and it like it holds the components for the game that much better and that much safer. Yep, I have one. So uh, for a game called Flashpoint, where you're, it's a cooperative game where you're from some firefighters, and I have those little MDF uh, inserts for the game. Yeah, and so it's it's pretty nice. Uh, another thing that I have for uh, to help with traveling around. Hang on, my cord getting wrapped under the. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've got one of those too. It was uh that Kickstarter. Hey, so- yep. socks. Check this out. You know how you keep your cord from getting tangled? Yeah, that, that's a good way to do it too. 
Anyways, see my course. Yeah, yeah, I've got one of those too. You know, it's you know, make yeah, it's it's great. You can put four or five games depending on the size of the box, maybe even more, and just lug that around with you. Yeah, just like a suitcase. So yeah, I mean, and that's a common thing nowadays. Board gaming backpacks, like yeah, just big rectangular. Um, backpacks that's designed to hold lots of board games uh i mean uh the my- if we if we carried around one of those in high school we'd look like the, the biggest nerds in the school i mean we were anyways but uh if we carried one of those around we got- our, our underwear would be torn and on on top of our head yeah and we'd be inside the locker instead of walking around I mean, outside the locker e- even in utah you'd be in that situation yes yes um but I, and I'm just going to throw this out here too. Uh, so my uh, local game store, uh, the original owners, yeah, I guess original owners, uh, one of the original owners anyways, uh, he supported a board gaming club on, for the uh, college. Um, and every Saturday or every Sunday, they would show up with a big plastic tote to load a bunch of his board games in and go play games and bring it back. You know, like, right. th- I mean, because let's be honest, you know, and that's part of the thing with, uh, you know, game stores too is, you know, you go there to play stuff, right? Mm-hmm. My game store, I guarantee you, does not have, that was a weird video thing right there. Uh, doesn't have Massive Darkness 2 with the expansions and all that stuff. I'd have to take that with yeah. me. need stuff like that. You know, and th- there's just, there's so much that you can do as far as, you know, poor, you know, tra- traveling with games. All the way from the little deck of cards to, like I said, the guys that go through and, you know, they drop the $200 on the Battle Foam Magnetic um, slide-out Trays. tray for their, you know, 30k army to go to Adepticon to play a three-day tournament. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, if you can play, is it three-day or two-day? I don't know. If you can play, uh, you know, eight to six Warhammer all day long, more power. Getting two games in a day is <laughs> yeah so uh with that i would say probably probably two of my favorite games to travel with are going to be forbidden island forbidden Desert, just because there's two two things so I, I have the forbidden series i have forbidden sky that game it grows like you add tiles whatnot you know yeah who knows how it's gonna go right forbidden island you know you're in an area this big forbidden desert you're not much bigger it's a set size it's it's a cooperative game so you're sitting down playing with your friends yeah. together i i think I think that's one of the greatest things that's come about with uh, with gaming too is cooperative. Oh yeah, because absolutely. Sitting down playing with friends and family is so much better than sitting down playing Monopoly and getting you know irritated. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna keep using Monopoly for my example on that because I think it's probably one of the worst games you know for friendships. It can be. There's others out there, but no, 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 Monopoly's no. one of them. No, it, one of the worst ones. It, it is. Like, uh, do you know how many times I've read stories about like, yeah, I played Monopoly and my, now my friendship's over, dude. It's a board game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, it, those are my go-to travels just because, you know, they don't take up a lot of space. There's great replayability because, you know, it's you against the game AI, which Matt Leacock, designer of those games, phenomenal job creating the game AI for that. Um, stuff like that. Uh, you know, they're, they're easy to travel with. They don't take up a lot of space. Um, yep. whereas like sometimes, you know, packing up an army and driving, just driving into town for me to go play, you know, whatever miniature game, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at different options, but you know, sometimes like loading up, you know, an army cave takes up space. Look at Bruce. Bruce's primary form of transportation Riding on a, is a motorcycle. Yeah, you're not going to be doing that very easily. Yeah, I mean, on a motorcycle. Warhammer is not an ideal game for him to play with a motorcycle. Bushido, yeah, it's it's a small skirmish game. You know, it's like you know a much smaller case. Fits into a backpack easier. Don't have to buy the specific two hundred dollar backpack. You know, um, things like that. Uh, you don't have to worry about it being a, a weight balance issue on a motorcycle either you know with, with a case like that that is a thing that is legitimately a thing not when i when i when i did my flooring i put up a new like you know 
uh, blind and everything, so like it lets light through without like you know letting all the light through. And she's up here like that's funny. She's a turd. Uh, what, what what's your favorite go to travel game? Um, I really like the Catan series. Um, you know, th- to travel around with th- 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 because again the the playability. Um, the as you build the tiles, the game's never going to be the same and whatnot. Well, and and, so and, and, I like and, that and one. The footprint doesn't change. You know, it always takes up this no, much space. Doesn't. Yeah. So. And then you can add on to some of the expansions, and yeah, the, the footprint will will expand just a little bit depending on what expansion you play. But uh, so that there's that one. Um, I, I, I suppose that's something to keep in mind too, because you know you're going to have probably at least what at minimum four people playing a game. Yeah, I am, and that's the nice thing right now with my kids being my oldest just turned 15 uh, earlier this week, and my youngest son that is really getting into the games, he's Wait. 10. He just, um, he, I've got some... He just turned 15. Yeah, he did. Is he getting a learner's permit? No, he's not yet. Because I, I, <laughs> that would have been amazing because, like, you know, since we do this uh, every two weeks, we'd be able to see you going bald or fast. Yeah, no, right? No, not yet. <laughs> um, he, he he deals with some learning disabilities that he thinks that he doesn't... He's not ready for it yet. Um, he has some ADHD and stuff like that. Oh, I... And so my, my, my son's is, he's like, I don't want to drive in Denver. I don't like watching you drive yeah. in Denver. You, you're, you're a good driver, dad. I'm like, all right. And, and <laughs> not, not that I don't think, I mean, I think you'd be okay, but I don't think the way the Florida drivers around here drive, I would be comfortable him learning how to drive around here yet. Um, I'm not comfortable but... driving in Florida. <laughs> Anyways, back to, so back to, <laughs> yeah, we're going to have four to five players playing games at a time generally in my house depending on the game and the, the, the age range of the game too um so we, we generally try and find games that can play more than four generally yeah so what yeah. type of games that we're gonna bring and then we'll find we'll bring some for the younger kids too um like their ticket to ride junior or, or whatnot i mean ticket to ride is another great game that you could travel around with because it's just again <sighs> Same size board. I mean, it's it's a bigger board. So you're gonna need you're gonna need to make sure you have table space for it. Well, so, um, so, so here here here's my next argument too, and this is also kind of you know you know it can be a counter argument for Catan as well. Um, you know, number of pieces, size of pieces. True. Yeah, that's true so, too. Is uh you know Forbidden Desert right? So you've got all the tiles right. You got all the little sand dune things. They're not small, you know. They're not easy to lose. Then you got like the ship and the far part. Those also aren't small. Not hard. Not hard. Not easy to lose. So you know things like that. Pandemic. All those little cubes. Yeah. You hit a bump. You hit a bump wrong. Uh, just driving down the road and like half those just disappear in your vehicle. You still have them, but you can't find them because they're in the crevices of your vehicle. So um, yeah. Yeah, that's an, that's another thing to think of too is. With travelability of games is what size are the pieces? Yeah, and are there which, a lot of them? Which you know, and then that goes back to you know, you have one and I have one. You know, specific bags, two transfer mm-hmm. stuff. It because something you know, a mishap does happen. It can be contained in that, and that's that is better yeah. than you know. So St- sticking a box in the back of the car, hoping it survives the entire trip of the way with all the other luggage in the back. Yeah. Whereas if we we stick them in our bags, we know, like you said, if the box opens, it's most likely going to be inside that bag yeah. when we open it up. Which, you know, and that's the other consideration, too, is, you know, when you're traveling. Like, you know, so I went to uh, the coast of Oregon here at the end of April, right? We drove. Why? Because, well, we traveled with three dogs. Uh, We're not going to fly with three dogs. That's 
Nope. That's going to cost more than just us flying. Um, and, 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 and the reason for the trip was for the dogs too. So, you know, yeah, we had, we, we, we were a little more, um, limited on space because we're traveling with, you know, creatures who can't sit still in a seat, literally. Uh, <laughs> and you gotta have their supplies. You gotta have food and whatnot. Right. Yeah. So take along with them, you know, so, so, so like, you know, the forbidden island, forbidden desert, you know, I mean, perfect games to take with us, you know, size wise, you know, your family, you know, you got five kids, uh, two adults um, in in the excursion, right? Is it an excursion or an expedition? Expedition. 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 You're going to fill that up really quick with stuff. Because if you figure mm-hmm. you've got a suitcase, each kid has a suitcase, your wife has two suitcases. So pretty much, no. Wife and I usually share a suitcase or able to share a suitcase. But yeah, you're right. Generally, you know. But I mean, you're right off the bat there. I mean, you're you're up, you know, at least you know seven suitcases, right? And then you know, God forbid, you know, like you're going to the beach, so like you have you know specific beach stuff that you know you have its own container, so the sand stays in there because sand gets everywhere, just like glitter. everywhere, yeah. So you know, and, and and that's that's a thing to consider too. You know, the start of this conversation, you know, you you TAD to uh, the Middle East for for a year. You know, what what could you pack? And you said, you know, you took a thousand points thousand points a drop fleet is pretty easy to pack up and you know it doesn't take mm-hmm. a lot of space a lot of weight that's something very feasible especially for the fact especially, that- especially when i packed it up in the bags just like that that black that black case yeah had some battle foam with, with both armies in it and uh that's what i took with me yeah so that, that, that's pretty feasible especially since you know you're going for a year you know um i i i think travel and portability has just gotten so so much more different uh in gaming because back back when i was a youth youths you know it was a you know couple decks of match gathering in my backpack that was pre- pretty portable i mean you can't get much more portable yeah. than that that's the same thing as you know love letter you know and then you know you get all the way up to you know i've got three boxes plus two add-on boxes of you know cthulhu death may die that doesn't travel as easily not really the greatest idea for a vacation you know stuff like that i mean there's there's so many different variables you know yeah time travel distance yep. you know how long you're gonna be there who you hang out with etc cetera, etc cetera. um yeah um any 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 pointers for people traveling definitely get one of those little bags that we have for sure. um um you can find them on minute market um or any or most most game hobby game stores will or online I should say at least there's a place called those. Amazon where you can find just about anything including you know illicit drug material uh. Amazon is a great place too to look for stuff like that I got mine from miniature market just as just because I had some store credit with them from is that why it says miniature market on it yeah um here's yep. my here's my shocked face mm-hmm. for those of you I, who want to see my shocked face you're gonna to have to watch the video edition of this podcast yes anyways but so <laughs> buying something like that i would say is a good pointer just because if you are traveling around and you don't and you want to bring some games that have a lot of small pieces like you said mentioned pandemic if that's one of your go-tos you're gonna want something like that so that you can specifically store your, your games in just in in the event that they they break open but then i would find some games that are, are small like card games dice games um smaller board games uh that you really enjoy and and just go from there and then see what see what you find i mean i don't know what's your thoughts george uh my most important thought, don't travel with a game you're not afraid to replace. That's true, too. That um, is very true. Pr- prime example, um, was it you that was talking about the guy? No, maybe I was reading on the Facebook page. Or maybe you posted something and I saw it. 
but it was a guy, his Company of Heroes game, it was in the trunk of his car. Hurricane I, yes. Ian came through, and it's no longer in the trunk of his car. No, he actually post, reposted on that a um, couple days ago, saying he found some stuff, washed it out of his car in his backyard or something like that, and his backyard is up against a river or a marsh or something like that, and he's afraid that the rest of it is, is, downstream. is in the marsh downstream or in the marsh. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that, um, that, that's an extreme scenario right there, but... You know, no, you're absolutely right. You know, if you're going to travel something, you know, make sure it's something you're you're not going to be afraid to to replace. Like, I just looked it up here real quick. Uh, Forbidden Desert, twenty five bucks to replace that. Forbidden Island, twenty bucks. So, I mean, if something happens, you know, like you know, it gets lost or just left behind, um, takes a spill and like stuff disappears. You know, the cardboard gets soaked up and stuff like that. You know, I'm not going to be out a lot of money to replace that. Uh, yeah. The scary thing right now, uh, you know, let's say I take my uh, Cthulhu Death May Die, right? One of my favorite games, right? If I were to go travel with that somewhere and somewhere to happen to it and I had to replace it, you want to guess what I would have to fork out to get that replaced? That was a Kickstarter, right? Uh, it's if it's, 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 a, it's available through retail. I got it through retail. I didn't. Is it okay? Uh, I'm gonna say 150, 200. Um, so prices have seemed to come down a little bit here recently. Um, but I'm seeing anywhere from 80 to uh about 110. Okay, and that's that's so I'll probably bring Twilight Imperium, which oh, is okay. Yeah, so, based on so so here's an extreme one, right? So. I'm going to go ahead and go back and share the screen on this, right? Uh, whatever BigMart.com is, I don't recommend buying from there because here it is right here. Uh, you can't see this sock. Uh, they want $228. Yeah. Nope. No thanks. So, I mean, that, that's one of those things and, where it's, it's like, you know, here in a few years, you know, depending on, you know, what the reprint status of that game is, if something happens to it, I could be, if I really truly want to replace that, that's what I could be looking So, And, that, and that's that's another thing too, is is don't take games that are out of print, for sure. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're, you may have to go out on eBay and buy a $500 or $1,000 copy for something like that because it's no longer in print. So definitely don't take one of those type of games. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, prime example of uh, the Unspeakable box, which was Kickstarter exclusive that I I uh, I went um, you know bought. So I I just went and searched it right. Just the box, not the internals. Just the box itself, the cardboard box. Some guy selling it for seventeen bucks. Um, I can't even find. Oh my god, maybe I'm glad I ordered it when I did. Um, oh oh I I. Uh... So the only thing I could find for it. <laughs> <laughs> is a replacement box for seventeen dollars. Um, I I, I want to say uh, I spent nothing that was. Uh, I'm not. I am literally not seeing it for sale. Wow. So, Another thing is is these day, a lot of these days you can buy and find digital versions of board games for your phone, your tablet, and stuff like that too. Oh yeah, um, I've, I've got Forbidden Island, Forbidden Desert for my iPad. Which, absolutely. And do you want to go through and replace an iPad? No, those are several hundred dollars. No, I agree. But, but you, you can know, buy yeah. four or five versions of games and have them on their iPad. Yeah, you'd be on an iPad and, and but but you could play that or well like you got a, you got your phone. Yeah. I I would play D D on my phone downrange sometimes too because i i could have all my character stuff and i had a little bag of dice and so um, that's that's something I, to, there we go. to think of as well yeah so um i broke google chrome um <laughs> <laughs> good it job is... bruce or george wow wow i'm sorry i'm sorry george <laughs> with that uh we will know this is major socks's last episode no <laughs> 
I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm still like trying to like look up of like, can I? Can you legit not get a copy of that anymore? I'm wondering. Which game is it? Uh, it's Cthulhu Death May Die, the Unspeakable Box. Uh, let me see what I can find out. But yeah, so I mean, and, and yeah, you just brought up a great example there with uh, you know, you know, digital devices and you know, digital copies of the board game. Uh. You know, you can you can buy the board game digitally and 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 not have that. Oh, okay. I just found it on eBay. It's four hundred dollars now. Yep, I just found it. So, uh, yeah, this this site is listed is almost gone with one hundred and ten sold. How many did they buy? Um, and they, that, have, they only have two left. So, yeah, glad I picked it up when I did because that is way more expensive than when I picked it up, and it hasn't even been a year since I picked. It. So, so th- th- that's just an idea of, of keep in mind too. Of you know, don't travel with something can't replace. Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, which you know, pr- pr- uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna set this down and like go grab a couple a couple other games real quick. So, uh, talk, Mike. Uh, Forbidden series is uh, published by uh, Game Rights, and I didn't realize how many games they actually had. They have a lot of games. This game they, right here, this game is fun as hell. Um, ages eight and up. Actually, socks. I recommend you get this for your family. Okay. Um, Trash can is. Yeah. I'll look into it. It's it's super cheap. It's a uh, uh, two to four players. Okay. Uh, yeah. So get a great travel game. I think it was like fifteen bucks. Um, it's one of the, you know it's it's a card and dice game. You know, like here's another one. This one I think was twenty bucks. You know, we have that one. Oh, you do? Yeah, th- yeah we do. Th- th- this was probably oh, that good. was a good game too. Yeah, yeah, that one is too. So, um, yeah, I just I don't there there's there, <clears throat> need some water. Bear with me. Yeah, Game Right is a, is a really good family style board game yeah. company out there that has. Like you said, a lot of games that yeah. you don't realize is. I, I think when Bruce suggested this topic for for us to talk about, uh, I didn't think he you know realized like how much there is to talk about. Like you know where you traveling to, how long are you traveling, who are you traveling with, you know what you want to travel with, you know. I mean, there's there's so much, you know, and then yeah, you know, there's just that, and then there's all the types of games, you know, you know what you want to take with you and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 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 credit to you know game developers and designers uh, and and capitalism for the drive and push to design such a variety of games that you know you can travel with and and, and take places with other people. Yep. Um, and my thoughts is on this is is you buy a forty dollar board game, you're gonna have hours and hours and hours of fun, and you can spend the same amount of money if not more depending on what you do and if it's just the two of you going to a movie with snacks and whatnot for the same price and only go for a few hours so what i think board games what movies are you going to the dollar theater <laughs> oh I, we don't have a dollar theater anymore that's why we do that yeah, that's probably why so, so the dollar theater well so, so here prime example right so last year we went to the black hills checked out you know uh uh sam and i went to uh, uh devil's tower rushmore stuff like that and then we went, yep. did some other stuff one of the cheapest attractions we went to was, um, I can't remember what it's called. Um, hold on. I got a sticker on my water bottle from there. Bear Country USA. <laughs> okay. So, yep. So that was cheap. Do you know why? Because I have veteran tags on my car. So it was pulled up, you know, when I pulled up, it was very obvious that I'm a, a veteran. And they're like, oh, well, it's just $25 for your car because you're a veteran, sir. Thank you for your service. They, yeah. they usually charge, you know, so much, you know, per person in the vehicle, which it's still a pretty reasonable price. And then you get to walk around. But you drive around your car and you check out like wolves bears uh elk we drove right past the antelope because those live in my field but i mean yeah i was gonna say that's just that's everywhere in your area yeah um but i mean that was probably one of the most reasonable things we did on that little 
three-day weekend was was that because we spent two hours there for 25 bucks. How much are you going to spend in 15 minutes at any one thing at Disney World? Quite a bit. Do, do, do you know how much a hot dog? Yeah, we do. We've already been looking at food prices. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, for, for hot dogs. Uh, granted, granted, you could get two hot dogs and feed your family. Yes. But but still. Um, also, if you get a chance, do you got to at least do one of the buffets at one time. Yeah, I'm not sure which one we're doing. We plan on doing something. Do, so. Don't let your kids eat for the entire day and then just turn them loose on the, the loose on the buffet like buffet. a locust, and you'll get your money's worth. But oh, for those buffets, like just the quality was so amazing. For um, I digress. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're talking about prices. And, yeah, so I mean, and, and it's, on, it's, on games and stuff like that. You know, like so, so yeah. you go somewhere, right? You know, like a week, right? Okay, that's a that's a good time frame for a vacation, right? If you take a board game that takes care of the entertainment, like I know some people, it's like they go on vacation, they just want to sit by the pool and like watch TV. Yep. Don't spend money on a vacation, just stay. But if you're gonna go check out stuff, go to Disney World stuff like that, you know, what are you gonna do in the? And I think board games, especially for a family. Um, you know, three or more people. I think board games are a great option just because, you know, it's something to it's it's family time. Yeah, yes, it's something you can do at yep. home, but it's also something you can do on vacation that's budget friendly, wallet friendly, and especially if it's any game besides Monopoly, you know, it's something that your family can have fun playing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think we've probably talked talked well, a lot talked this topic um without any Enough. additional in talk about anymore. Um, yeah. Conventions, you know, that kind of stuff. Two items to talk about on the list, unless you got more of their socks. Uh, we got a terrain building competition nope. on the Drop Zone Commander Facebook page. Uh, if you want to find out details about it, go to the Drop Fleet Commander Facebook page. Sure. Drop Zone. Oh, sorry, Drop Zone, right. Yeah, what's terrain for Drop Fleet? It's like things that are like this. Asteroid clusters and a moon. That's about it. <laughs> I'll show you a moon. No, we, we won't. No, 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 no. The channel, the channel will get shut down for that. Uh <laughs> uh, but yeah, go to the Drop Zone Commander Facebook page. You can get details on that uh, train building. Uh, the other thing upcoming is PAX Unplugged. That is December 2nd through 4th. Um, I'm guessing that's also in Australia. PAX is. So. If you're in Australia, you can go Actually, to that. It's, oh, it's not? It's up here. No, it's up here. Oh, where's PAX Unplugged? It is because I've got a guy that's going to it. Philadelphia. Oh, um, so I'm still not going to that because Philadelphia. No, I, I don't have anything against Philadelphia. I just have a thing against the East Coast. It's too people That area, yeah, it's a little close to the East Coast. But anyways, yeah, that, but, uh, that one's coming up here. D- December 2nd through the 4th, which that is, I would assume that's a weekend because... First if, weekend. If you do a uh, convention... Uh, In the middle of the week, week you're doing you're, it wrong. You're dumb. You're really dumb. So, yeah, that's a Friday through Sunday. So... Um, with that being said, and Bruce not being here, uh, we've got our, uh, all of our little website stuff here. We're going to let Bruce tell you all about it. Thank you to those that continue to support us in any way that they can, uh, especially to those that support us on Patreon. We very much appreciate it. Um, $2 a month. That's all we're asking for. If you're in a position where you can afford to, it's appreciated. Um, Patreon.com slash getting tabled. Yep. Facebook.com slash getting tabled is our main social network feed. Um, that is definitely the best place to follow us. That's Facebook.com slash getting tabled. Once again, if you search for us on YouTube, we are literally about the first 12 or 13 results um if you want to contact captain socks or any of us for that matter uh about um how he should be playing all of these games uh, then you can email captain socks at getting tabled at gmail.com um de- definitely concentrate on the things that you think that he's trying to avoid 
Um, if you do play Star Wars or Drop Fleet or See. Victory at Sea, then obviously don't. Um, but if you if you can tempt him into buying more stuff, me, um, everything else is at Getting Table. We've got a website which is gettingtabled.weebly.com. I'm just going to record this one day and just play it so that I don't have. To, I get tired. Yeah, we we, we, we we could definitely turn that into a bump. And there you have it, folks. There's our bumper. That being said, though, there are a couple updates to that. Uh, you can find us on YouTube at www.youtube.com slash tabled since we now have an actual URL for that. Um, yes. And then Bruce's Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash JasonTheBruce. And I think everything else on there was correct. No. So, no? What, no. Oh, oh, right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, 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 you got demoted in that because that buffer was recorded way long before you got promoted, so... We're going to have to let that one slide. Um, thanks again for yeah. listening to this episode of uh, Getting Tabled. Uh, Bruce will be back in uh, two weeks, so uh, sorry about that. I, I, there's nothing I can do about it. Um, this this was the only thing I could do is give you this break. Um, sorry. He'll be back. I'm sorry. I promise. Socks will be gone, though, so I mean, I'll kind of balance out. I will be gone. Um, any party thoughts, for, uh, party thoughts for the folks? Jeez, I can talk tonight. You sure? No, it's been, it's been fun, even just the two of us, so... And I like the conversation that we had. We, I think we need to do the conversations like this more. I, I mean, I know we're trying to talk about drop zone, drop fleet sometimes, but these type of conversations I, are fun. Yeah, to I was going to say, I, I, I enjoy some of these, like, you know, we actually talk about, like, you know, gaming stuff. Um, yeah. And not just, you know, like, like don't, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, some game. people want to, like, know about some of the stuff, our thoughts and opinions. I can't believe people actually care about our opinions. Um, but, you know, I, I think talking about this, I, I think it's pretty enjoyable sometimes. So, uh, with that being said, though, I think we're going to call this episode a wrap. Uh, thanks again for uh, listening and uh, watching. Uh, please, if you can, do become a Patreon supporter. We, we do appreciate it. Um, yes, we do. And that being said, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Getting Tape. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Matar at soundimage.org. I'm not going to say the thing that Bruce says because that would just make me layman repeating what Bruce says.